Welcome to Flower of Life podcast. I'm your host, Carmen Fernandez, and today I'm with Paul McIntyre. Paul had a very successful career. He worked for big corporations in London and Paris. And one day he realized that the success was not making him happy. So he decided to quit his job and start uh, his own business. He started a digital marketing agency. And since then, he had started several businesses. He has learned a lot during this journey. He has learned what works, what doesn't work. And now his passion is to help entrepreneurs to launch and grow a successful business doing what they love and enjoy. In today's episode, we're going to talk about getting business ideas, how to go from a boring and fulfilled job to starting a, a business that you, that you love, and how to get unstuck in your business. So if you're unhappy in your job or you want to start your own business, but you don't know what or how to do it, this is the episode for you. Welcome, Paul, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Colin. It's a delight to be here. Uh, Paul, you have had a very successful career. You had a successful career, and one day you decided that you wanted to quit your job and start your own business. How did you make that decision, and uh, was it difficult to, to do that? Um, well, to take the question the wrong way around, firstly, yes, it was difficult, and I'll come on to that. Um, so I'd been, I'd been stuck in a corporate world for, uh, over 20 years and, uh, I'd been, you know, working for other people. I'd had several jobs. I'd worked in London. I'd worked in Paris. Um, I'd worked in the States a lot, worked pretty much around, around the world, most parts of the world. Uh, I, you know, I'd spent weeks and Every month I'd spend weeks in hotels and on planes and in taxis and just traveling around. And, and that was that was sort of fine for a while. Um, but it was it became very frustrating that I was uh, not only being told what to do, but I wasn't being able to uh, make the impact that I wanted to because I was doing what somebody else wanted me to do rather than me being able to do where I thought I could make the biggest difference. And that was, that was fairly frustrating. Plus, I, I grew up many years to absolutely detest office politics. And I grew to detest time wasting. And after many years working in, in, in corporate, that's for, you know, I worked for Deloitte's in the, in the city of London as a chartered accountant, and then in, in industry as an accountant, in a um, started a uh, global IT consultancy um, within a multinational and grew that and, and, and whatever. Um, uh, and then I did an MBA when my kids came along and I realized I wanted to better myself um, and, and you know, provide for them better. And then it got to the stage where I, I, I left doing that and I went into a job as IT director for a um, European motor manufacturer. And it, it was effectively six months of going to meetings to decide when the next meeting is going to be. And that just drove me so mad that in the end, I, I thought, you know, my, my effort is wasted here. 
there is no point me sitting on the motorway for an hour and a half every morning and an hour and a half every evening going home to drive to an office where I can just have meetings that are just going to, uh, you know, effectively suck up to people higher up the organization. And it was nothing was ever being achieved. And I just found that you know, unbearable. Now, some people will say, well, you know, it's all about earning a salary. Well, for me, it wasn't about earning a salary. It's about you only have one life and you want to do something with it. So it's a very, very difficult decision to move away from there. And the things that, that, that stopped me for a while were the things such as, uh, I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got bills coming in every month. How do I deal with all this? So I, um, but in the, in the end, it became the pain of that became uh, less than the pain of staying where I was. And I actually left and then started a couple of months later working, doing some consulting for strategy consulting for sometimes top 250 companies in the city of London. And from then on moved to um, starting my own companies. Um, firstly, uh, well, I looked after a company in, in managed a company in Seattle for six months. And then you know, started, started my own SEO company, which developed into digital marketing agency and other bits as well. So, but that was, uh, you know, making that jump was very, very difficult. Now with hindsight, I would have actually started something before I left because that makes it so much easier. Uh, the mental, um, you know, the jump of, oh, I've got to pay a mortgage now. If you can start a side hustle, start building up your client base, start building up your income, you've then got something to say, I now know where I'm going and I don't have the worry of not being able to pay the mortgage. But for me, it was the right decision. It was quite painful at the time, but you know, my life would be so much worse now if I hadn't made that decision, and it's so much better for making it. So yes, it was difficult. It's never an easy decision to, to, uh, to make such a life-changing uh, alteration. It's, you know, it's never, it's never going to be easy to do that. But, uh, but in that case, uh, you know, I had to bite the bullet and, uh, and make the decision. And sometimes you've just got to do that. You've got to make these big decisions in life. Um, because you know in your heart that you're not living your own life. I was just living a life for, for other people. It wasn't me. And now I do what I enjoy and I'm, I'm living my own life. And that's, that's worth everything. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I think you have to think about the pain that you're having at the moment or the, point, the pain that you're going to have in the future as well, and and, and balance like yeah, that's it's, absolutely right. It's painful right. to make decisions, but it's maybe it's more painful to continue in the situation. <laughs> yeah, that's indeed indeed that's exactly what happened, and I had to look at the um, you know the ongoing pain that I would suffer from maybe having another you know it was at that point it was do I do this or do I have an do I do I make the move and take a bit of pain now. Uh, or do I suffer the pain of, of doing this for the rest of my life in the corporate world 
and um, you know, never doing my own thing. And I just, I just didn't want to never do my own thing and never uh, find out, you know, how it was going to turn out. Yes. What would you say to someone who is not happy in their current job uh, and they want to start their own business, but they're afraid? Well, it's easy to say just to make the move. But what I would say is, uh, you know, going back to what I said a couple of minutes ago is, is um, do some research and do some work before you make that move. So find out um, what sort of business would be right for you. And, and then once you've done that, go and validate that business to make sure it is a valid business proposition so that you know before you start making any moves that it is a business that can work if you do it right. Um, and once you get to a certain, a certain, should we say, stage of life, you know, you've got years or even decades of experience and knowledge under your belt. If you can use that, you need to realize the value of that and how you can apply that to your own business to help other people. And helping other people is the most satisfying job there is. Uh, you know, that's what, that's what nurses do. That's why they say nursing is so satisfying. It's just helping other people. Well, you can do that with your knowledge and experience. So, but what I would say is, you know, do the look at what's the right business for you, something that you'll enjoy. It might be a hobby. It might be a good idea to avoid a hobby because sometimes turning your hobby into a business can result in, well, it only can only result sometimes in, in you just becoming to hate your hobby. Um, so sometimes it's important to, to keep those separate. But look at that and then validate it and then look at the market and see if there is a, a valid business and see if you can make money doing it. And if you can, you can then start planning your transition. And this is before you leave your job. So you can start to look at where exactly where you are now and then you can start to design your future life as you'd like it to be um, rather than you know a life that someone has, 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 has given you, something that you've fallen into, something that's just evolved organically. Design your future life. See what you want to do. See what you want to do with your time. So, you know, decide who you want to spend your time with in the future. Uh, decide who you want to work with because I do you know I, I don't work with anybody that I don't want to work with uh, which is absolutely wonderful and uh, you know and I, I work with people I really like which is which is absolutely superb what's better than that um, but plan that look at where you are now look at where you want to be and then plan that transition and plan how you can make that move and that would usually be by starting a side business or a side hustle and starting it small and testing it and growing it. And then within three months, six months, nine months, you, you should have something that you can then uh, have providing an income round about the same or up to double as what you're earning from your job. And then that's the time to make the move and say bye-bye to your boss. Um, hello, new life. And how would you, what would you say are the key elements of, uh, for a successful business? Wow. Well, the, the key elements for a successful business really are 
um, firstly, you need to have you need to find uh, demand in the market. Mm -hmm. You need to uh, find uh, a niche, and and that's one thing that new business um, owners very often get wrong. They go too wide and they try and provide everything everything for everybody. And you don't want to do that. You don't even want to provide one thing for everybody. You want to be providing one element for a small group of people. Now, a small group of people might be a thousand or two thousand people, but it doesn't want to be. Um, you know, the, the way to the way to make money isn't to try and sell everything to everybody because it just never ever works. Um, you need to be specialist. And if you're not specialist, you won't be able to be different from anybody else. And people won't necessarily come to you. So if you can differentiate yourself by being different and offering something slightly different, it doesn't have to be absolutely unique because you, know, you are the element that makes your business unique. Um, you know, you are the, you're the magic spark. People will come and work with you because, because they like you. Mm -hmm. And because they know you, and because they get to know you, and because they trust you, and that's the that's the that's the unique element. But you know, make sure you're you're serving people, you're helping people, and serving your audience. Now, as far as within the business, then the most important element I believe for a new entrepreneur is to get your mindset right. Uh, and, and and this is really sort of based on my experience and, and other entrepreneurs. When I first started this, I, I just thought this mindset stuff was all about. Sounds like a load of, you know, uh, poppycock or whatever it is. But it is so important that you have to be resilient. You have to understand that there will come a time when you will feel like an imposter. Why should people listen to me? You know, what's special about me? You have to understand that this will happen to you and how to overcome it. You, there are, you know, there's lots of negativity can come into your into your mind and you need to be able to beat it. Um, so, you know, that's all mindset stuff. So you need to get your mindset absolutely right before you start launching your business because otherwise, as soon as something fails, you'll stop. And you'll wonder why it didn't work. And things will fail. Things will go wrong. That's the whole nature of business. And after a while, you just get used to it. You realize that when something fails early on in your business, you start to feel like a failure. Once you can change your mindset, it doesn't feel like a failure. It just feels like, ah, oh, okay, so I've learned something from that. Now I can go and fix it. Um, and that's a complete different, completely different shift in the way you think about things. And that is the that is what happens to all solo entrepreneurs or small businesses. It's a you know it can be quite a painful process. People think it's a, a lot of people think it's a straight line to success, um, and it's not. It's quite a curly, loopy line um, with you know lots and lots of things that will go wrong. And lots and lots of highs and you know bits of lows, but in the end, you get there. But you just need to understand that you need to have the mental resilience to get through it. So the mindset is the first 
most important element. Then I think you need to understand, you need to get a basic understanding at least of money and finance. So you need to understand that as a solo entrepreneur, you are not chief executive of Shell Corporation, um, where you go home and you don't, you know, you, you've got your own plenty of income and stuff like that. And then at work, you go and manage the, you know, the, get your finance director to manage the, the finances of the company. When you are a solo entrepreneur, your money and the company's money are so, can be so intertwined. And you need to think about keeping them, trying to separate them, but then also managing the your own money and managing your business's money. So you need to start to look at cash flow to make sure you're going to have enough money coming in to cover um, the business expenses and to pay yourself enough to cover your personal expenses. So you need to be running one month, three months, 12 months and three year budgets for your business. And you need to be also referring those across to your uh, personal finances. Now that sounds complicated, but, um, but I promise you it doesn't need to be. Uh, it really doesn't need to be. It can be quite, can be quite simple. Uh, and that's one of the things that I show people how to do uh, with my, my accountancy finance background. Um, but it is really important because otherwise, you know, you can just get your finances in a mess and nobody wants to be without money, really. Yeah. Uh, it's, you, know, you, don't, you don't need that. You don't need that worry. And of course, it's important to invest in yourself. So, you know, if you, if you know how much money is coming in, you can plan in on investing in yourself because you will have to do that as an entrepreneur. You always have to be learning and you can't do any of it or you certainly can't do all of it all on your own. Um, however much you, you might think you can, you need other people to help you. So you don't necessarily need a team. You don't need to recruit people, but you do need other people to do things that you're not the world's greatest expert in. So for example, I haven't got a clue about graphic design. So when I need some graphic design done, I just go into Fiverr um, and find a designer who's good at doing that and pay them, you know, it's not expensive. And, um, you know, somewhere between 15 and $100 for depending on what it is. And they do it and they do it in a couple of hours where I could fiddle about with a, a you know, trying a software package and for about two days and come up with a load of rubbish. So you would have to, you would have to farm it out to other people, things like that. But you'll also have to network with other experts as well. Um, and that gets your name out. It gets you known. So you'll have to, you'll have to do that. Now, the, 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 the final element, really, once you've got the mindset and the finance in place, the third big element is the implementation of everything. So you've got your strategy and planning. You've got your marketing. There's the uh, brand, which isn't, isn't designing a logo. It, it's, you know, how people think about you and what you do. So there's the, the, you know, the branding, it's really the brand, the brand of you. Um, and there's, there's all that. And then there's the, uh, so all the marketing, online marketing, including things like SEO, social media, um, paid search, if you need to do stuff like that, uh, can get expensive, not always required, especially at first. Um, all the digital marketing. And then, um, you know, selling, really. And those are, so, so mindset, 
finance, implementation and launch are the three main elements of, of launching the business, with mindset being the most important, because if it's not there, the rest probably won't happen. Yeah, that's very good. Those are very good advice. And uh, they made a lot of sense because sometimes we th we focus on one of those pillars and then we forget about the others. But it's uh, about having a good foundation and with all the pillars. And Yeah, you have to have them all in place. But yes. the, the, mind, the mindset is really, is mm -hmm. the foundation. It's the solid base upon which you build everything else. It's a solopreneur. I like this word solopreneur, but you know, small business yeah. with one person or, or a couple. <laughs> and some people, they start their own business and uh, they become uh, successful, but then they get stuck. So what advice would you give to, uh, to business owners or entrepreneurs that they get a, a, a stock, how to get unstuck. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Everybody, almost everybody gets stuck at some point. Uh, and, and it really is a uh, bit of a sort of watershed moment. Um, so you're, you, you've got a plan and you're flying along and you, you know, you get your, your marketing in place and uh, you, you build your product. Um, and then you go to do something like Facebook ads to, to sell it and nothing works. And you spend tens or hundreds or thousands of pounds or dollars on it. And you get crickets, total silence, no sales, whatever. And, you know, that's just one example that I see time and time and time again. And that's the sort of moment when people think, uh, I'm not cut out for this. This is not gonna work. Uh, and, and my advice at that point would be just to take a step back and start talking to a few people. Don't panic. Start talking to other people who have been in that situation. Because you'll be surprised, there are loads of people who've made every single mistake you can think of. So go out and find them. They're all out there. They're on Facebook or wherever you might want to look on LinkedIn or or somewhere, go out and find them and talk to them and find out how they got over it. Now you will come across some people who will say, I can show you how to do that. If I can do it for you, it'll cost you $15,000 and no problem. That's not the people you want to be um, engaging with. The people you want to be engaging with are the people who are prepared to give you um, help, not charge you loads of money for help initially. You want, if, if somebody helps you a lot and they don't charge you for it, then eventually you, you, you start to get to know, like, and trust them. Mm -hmm. And you know, you might go back to them when things are starting to build up and you're making some money and say, can you help me now? I'm happy to pay you. And that's brilliant. That's a, you know, that relationship's really worked out. But just go and find people, talk to plenty of people, and find one or two people who have been in your situation. Um, I've probably been in, I've probably made most of those mistakes. I've probably been to, in most of those situations. I've certainly seen all the situations that, that messes that people have got themselves into through no fault of their own. Starting a business and growing a business isn't, you know, it isn't easy. It is a challenge. 
but it's worth doing because it's a challenge and it's worth doing because of the potential that you can get out of it because the potential of how you can make your life the life that you want to live but it's not easy because it was easy everybody would do it and they'd do it in a couple of weeks um so that's my advice talk to other people and don't sit there as it's very easy to do especially under covid when we're all you know everyone's stuck at home don't sit there all lonely being uh, negative about it you, there, there are ways out of it and there are you can get help and there are loads of people who will take great pleasure out of helping you um, because helping someone through a difficult situation and helping them make the, tra- tra- make the transition from being stuck to getting clarity and, and moving their business forward again is so satisfying that um, you know it's a compulsion to do. Mm-hmm. Where's well, for me anyway? Yeah, it feels it's, it feels gratifying when you help other people make an impact, a positive it impact re- on other people. It really does, and anyone who starts a business will have plenty of opportunity to do that for other people, mm-hmm. you know, and and pay it back. Yes, uh, I know, Paul, that there was uh, an episode in your life four years ago that made you change your priorities from money. To impact. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I can, yes. So I'd been running a digital marketing agency for about, at that point, about 14 years. And uh, it was it was doing well. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was making good money. But I had a bit of a frustration because the industry that I was in was starting to get a bit of a tarnished reputation. And uh, it had gone from being a small number of companies, including mine, around the world that were able to offer offer very high-level specialist services at what were premium prices, but very effective for the the client, um, to one where... Um, people were getting spam in their email inbox saying, you know, we can do this for $50. Well, they can't do it for $50, or if they do it for $50, then it's certainly not worth not worth doing whatever they're doing. Um, but, but, but sadly, all this, this spamming and, uh, uh, you know, really brought down the reputation of the industry. So I was struggling a little bit with that. Um, but the other, the other thing I struggled with was the, was that there were loads of, or quite a few people in the industry who really weren't doing it properly. So I had a lot of one-man businesses or small-man businesses coming to me to say, Paul, we've had one or two or more sometimes SEO or digital marketing companies come into us. They've promised us that they'll get us all this business, they'll bring us all this, these customers, and... So uh, we've we've paid them five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, whatever it might be, and we've got nothing. And they've done the they've been there for six months, and then they've just walked away and taken the money. And we don't know what to do. We really don't know what to do next. Can you help us? And I say, oh, I'd love to help you. How much money have you got left? And they'd say, Well, I've, we've got about fifty pounds left in the bank because we've paid all these dodgy SEO companies. 
And you know, I really felt for these these people that were being taken for a ride. And in some instances, I helped them out for nothing. Um, but it wasn't a sustainable business model. You know, I wasn't able to do that for everybody. And it really hurt me that I couldn't help a lot more people who needed honest advice that was going to move their business forward rather than people who just needed a bill that wasn't going to get them anywhere. And I've been thinking about this for quite a long time. And then something personal happened. I went to, I went to hospital to have, a, a, have my gallbladder out, which is a minor operation. It was in at nine o'clock in, in the morning and, and, and out by, by, by midday. Um, but um, and then they sent me home and told me to rest up for a day or two in bed. And uh, by the next night, I was in so much agony that uh, I had to ring for an ambulance and they, it came with the blue lights flashing and they rushed me into hospital at top speed and uh, found that I was um, suffering from sepsis, which is um, poisoning, of, uh, poisoning in the blood and, and in the organs, internal organs, um, which is often fatal. Uh, and it's always extremely painful. Um, and they took me to hospital and uh, after a couple of days, it, they were trying every antibiotic under the sun. And it got to the stage where they, where they told me that there was only one more they could try and it was very unlikely it would work. And, and uh, they actually sent the, sent the priest round um, to, to come and see me. They asked me if I wanted to see one and, and I said, no, I'm all right, thanks. So they sent one anyway. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, which, which was sort of the right thing, really. But, uh, you know, it got to that stage where I didn't think I was going to make it. And at one point, I just remember thinking when they told me that, is that all there is? Is that all there is in life? Just this, you know, bagging your head on a brick wall in corporate life to make money and then doing something else to make money. And it's all about making money uh, to get to eventually you think, oh, one day, one day, one day, I'm just going to live be able to live the life that I want to. Is that all there is, what I've done so far and I'm never going to get to where I probably wanted to get to but didn't dare think about it? And as you see, um, fortunately, um, I came out the other end. Uh, so, uh, so I'm still here to trouble you all. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, that, was, that was the point when I recovered from that and I just thought, I'm going to do something about this. This is where I need to get away from it being all about money. And, you know, when I thought what I really wanted to do was make a difference to other people's lives, help other people through that, you know, being stuck somewhere in life, stuck in their business. You know, I knew I can help these people. Um, I know I can make a difference to people's lives. Uh, I know I can help them design a better life and get there. And that's what I wanted to do. So that's what's important for me now. So, you know, if if someone says, you know, here's, you know, $1,000, that's very nice. Thank you very much. If someone says, Paul, you have really helped me, that touches me to the core. And that's what I, is really important to me. And that's why I do what I do. Oh, that's lovely, yeah. And what what your what do your students uh, learn from your courses? Okay, so um, 
Well, I try and have it very structured. I'm quite a, a structured person. Uh, you know, I'd like to be more creative and be able to do things like, you know, paint and, and whatever. But uh, sadly, that's that's not where my core skills lie at the moment. Maybe a lot more practice required. But uh, my courses help people that I have my first course. I've got three main courses. My first course helps people um, find their business idea. So I help people look at what they enjoy, what they like, what they've got experience in, what they've got lots of knowledge in, and then um, refine that into some uh, a small number of business ideas, and then take those ideas and validate them to see whether they will work as a business. And uh, and then out of that, they will they will find something they can say that is my business idea. That's what I want to be doing. You know, I want to be helping other people using my knowledge to get them to do this or that that will make their lives better or whatever it might be the second course is is is, is to help people plan their transition so whether they are uh, stuck in their job that they hate or uh, stuck in uh, well not stuck but you know worried about redundancy or have been made redundant and you know we know how much the, sadly how much the world is changing at the moment. Um, uh, people in those sort of situations help them plan their transition to say, okay, this is where exactly where I am now. Let's get some real clarity on where I am now, and we get I get them to write all this down, document it, uh, and everything. Get a nice you know a nice notebook out and a, a decent pen and write it all down so you've got a record of all this stuff. And then, then look at what they want their life to look like in the future. And then once they've done that, get them to plan the transition. So how can I move from A to B? Mm -hmm. And I help them plan all that out. And that's, the, that's my second course. Um, and those first two courses are quite DIY. Um, but, uh, but I'm always here to help. Um, if, anybody, if anybody needs help, and we've got Facebook groups, where people can ask questions and whatever. But that's what those first two courses do. So they take you, they get your business idea and then plan how you're going to take your life from where you are now to implementing that business idea and changing your life. And then the uh, third course, which is, which is a, quite a, you know, a, bigger, a bigger course and involves a lot of my time and Zoom calls as well and, and, and more hands-on help. Is um, is what I call the, um, the my academy, which is really um, where you start to go through getting uh, all the mindset elements in place. Um, it's the mindset, mind, um, money, and methodology, if you like. So mindset, get your mindset right, get all those uh, parts resilient. And then start planning the finance, future finance for your business and for, your, for yourself without being concerned about, I hate finance, I hate money, I don't understand it all. I'll make it all nice and simple and, um, and put your mind at rest about that. And then we go into the, all the implementation. So, you know, for anything from, you know, how I need a website. How can I design a website? Well, I'll help you with that. I'll show you how you can do that. I need to do some marketing. I need to do some SEO. I take you through all the elements you need for your marketing, for your website, for your email. If you need to do email marketing, that sort of thing. For building your brand, positioning your brand, 
uh, and selling uh, and everything that, that involves you know starting and launching your business so that's, that's all in there um, and then so by, by the end of that you you know you've got the stage where you've got a, a business that's up and running and making money but it's also something you can you get lifetime access to all these so you can always come back and refer to them and come back into the group and ask questions um, and get help so it's lifetime help really so really the, it, your students can learn anything from finding an idea even if they don't have an idea yet until very much so yeah, yeah. very much so getting I mean, out there don't. and selling well yeah i mean when i when i was when i was in my uh final job in corporate employment and i really wanted to leave one of the main things that held me back was i knew i'd known for years that i wanted to go and do my own thing i just didn't know exactly what that was and i had some ideas but i just didn't know whether they would work and the fear of that held me back it wasn't until I started to get a lot of clarity on, okay, I can go and do this. I know it's going to work, that I was able to make that make that move with less fear. How, how, um, did, how did you get to decide on your business idea? Um, I just looked at all my all my experience and the bits of my experience that I enjoyed. So as far as the the first thing I did, which was the strategic consultancy. Um, you know, I just, I always, I'd love strategy. Mm -hmm. So I love chess and I love, uh, if you've seen the Queen's Gambit, wonderful. Um, uh, I, lo I love a bit of chess, but I also love strategy. One of my favorite subjects at, uh, in my MBA. Um, so I knew I was able to help, you know, some very, very senior people with that. And then as far as, uh, as far as getting into digital marketing was concerned, um, I was, uh, I was uh, looking after one of these, one of these uh, chief execs, small companies out in Seattle, and they had no marketing budget. So I, I, I've always been fairly computer literate and technical. Um, from many, many years ago, the early days of, of computing. So I, uh, I'd heard about this thing called SEO, which was a brand new, newfangled thing. And I thought, well, I can have a, a go at this. So I went and did it, did it myself, um, and gave it a try to see if we could get any customers. And the first customer we got was Vodafone, which is, you know, one of the UK's largest companies at the time. Uh, and it sort of went on from there and, and it was very successful. So I thought, not only does this really work, I really love doing it. It's great fun. So mm -hmm. I was doing something that you know I really enjoyed. But that then that then grew into something a lot bigger that was that became more and more about making money until I had this you know life changing experience four or five years ago that made me realise that you know satisfaction in life is about making an impact and helping others. Um, and you know I can I can have that you know as a as a legacy, if you like. Mm -hmm. And how uh, how can people find you? Your website, social media. Okay, so so I've recently, I say recently, a few months back, changed the name of my website, and it does what it says on the tin. So it's called Sod the Day Job, which to Americans is like screw the day job, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, 
but to, to Brits and Australians, it's sod the day job. Sodthedayjob.com. Uh, you can find me, find me there, all details of everything I do and all my courses on there. Um, you can, uh, or you can, you can contact me through, through Facebook. Um, connect with me on, on Facebook. Just, uh, you'll find me, Paul McIntyre, MC, uh, on there. And, you know, throw me a friend request out and I'll happily accept it. Um, we'll, we'll have a talk and, you know, I'll, um, as you know, uh, Carmen, I love uh, connecting with people. I love talking mm -hmm. with people. And I'm happy to jump on Messenger or on Zoom and, and uh, you know, have a discussion and help people out. Yes, you are very good uh, at helping people. Thank I did you. your, your course, uh, so the, jo uh, the job, and it was very helpful. Also for me, the most um, useful for me is to get clarity on validate my idea, my business idea. I have yeah. this business idea and I was not sure if it was a good idea or not. So going through your course helped me to realize that my idea was a good idea and there were competitors and I found my competitors that I didn't know I had. So that was yeah. good because when you see other people are doing some, what you want to do and they're successful, that means that uh, there is opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and, and you were very uh, helpful always. Thank you, thank you. That gives me so much satisfaction knowing that, you know, it, 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 it made, took you a step further forward mm -hmm. uh, and help you, help you get through this, you know, somewhere where you were maybe stuck a little bit on there. Yes. So thank you for that. Thank you very much, Paul, for uh, being here. Um, thank you for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to you. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you feel inspired today to, uh, to maybe start a business if you have this idea in your head and you don't know how to make it happen. Hope we inspired you today to, to make this idea happen and make your life uh, on your own terms and, and enjoy a, a lifestyle that you deserve. Uh, if you want to uh, know about Paul, in the description of the episode, you have the links to connect with Paul and the links to his website. And if you want to um, listen to more uh, interesting conversations, you can go to the website, flowerofLifepodcast.com. <laughs>